Oh yeah, baby. You heard the jingle. You heard the music, man. So you already know what time it is, man. It's time for sports with Jesus, baby. Sports with Jesus, man. We're back with another episode. Back with episode nine. One before ten. One after eight. Two after seven. Oh my goodness, man. We're at episode number nine, man. And we just started like it feels like yesterday we just started this uh this podcast, man. Sports with Jesus. It, it, it's uh you know, it's taking off, man. You know, it the time waits for no one, man. You know, hard work speaks for itself. And uh, you know, thank you for tuning in to episode nine with Sports with Jesus, man. It's Friday. It's Friday, June 2nd. Uh, we've been at this since April, man. So this is like a, a two-month anniversary for us. I know we only got nine episodes out, but, you know, thank you for listening to the, to the. I mean, we got nine right now. We got eight right now, but we're working on nine. But let's get it, man. We're on episode nine. One before ten. One before the double-digit mark, man. Uh, a goal, uh you know, a benchmark, man, I'm just so happy, man, I'm so happy to be able to do this, uh, I'm so happy you guys are able to listen and, you know, hear my takes on, uh, you know, sports, man, uh, but, you know, thank you uh, for tuning in, my name is Marcos, hello, and, uh, you know, I just want to talk about what's been going on real fast, uh, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend, um, I had a great weekend, probably one of the best weekends of my life. Um, you know, I spent some good time with some friends, you know, I went out, um, you know, I went to a stickball tournament that was going on. Um, I went to see my brother from my father's side. I went to see both two of my brothers from my father's side play stickball. And, you know, it was pretty fun, cool experience. You know, I, I might have to play stickball too, man. I I don't know about softball, but there's the stickball community, you know, it looks very fun, you know? Um, so you know, we're just, uh, you know, we're going to get right into it, man. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mets. We're going to talk about the Yankees. But most of all, we're going to headline the NBA Finals because it's the biggest sporting event that's going on in the world right now. We got the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Uh, we're going to get it all into it, man. Let's go. Well, we're going to start off with some baseball, baby. We're going to start off with some baseball. Let's get into it. Let's go, baby. You already know how we're going to start off with some baseball, man. We're going to talk about the league leaders. Every first episode of the week, uh, we discuss the league leader. So let's get right into it. Hitting stats. We got uh, who's leading the league in batting average. We still got the same guy from, you know, I feel like I say this guy every single episode. Luis Areyes. Luis Areyes. From the Miami Marlins leading the league in average with a 382 average. Nice. We got Pete Alonzo, baby. Woo! We got my boy Pete Alonzo leading the league in homers with 20 homers. And guess who's right behind him? Aaron Judge with 18, man. Let's go. New York power hitters, New York hitters leaving their mark in the in in the home run category, man. Let's go. 
leading the league in RBIs, we got Adolis Garcia from the Texas Rangers. Uh, he's leading the league in RBIs with 49. And we got my boy Pete, man. We got my boy Pete with 46 RBIs and Lindor uh, with 40, man. So let's go, man. We got some Mets players in the top 10. Uh, but shout out to Adolis Garcia leading the league in RBIs. Uh, we're going to get into pitching now. Pitching. So ERA, earned run average, um, leading the league in the lowest ERA is uh, Bryce. I'm sorry. Let me just clarify his name. You know, I don't want to get anyone's name incorrectly. Here we go. It's loading. It's loading. And I knew I was right. It's Bryce Elder, man. Bryce Elder from the Atlanta Braves uh, leading the league in the lowest RBI. I mean, our lowest ERA uh, with a 1.92 ERA. Right behind them, we got Sonny Gray, who was our past uh, ERA, um, you know, uh, leader. Uh, so Bryce Elder has taken the number one. Uh, leading the league in W's, you know, wins. We got Shane McClanahan. Um, strikeouts, leading the league in strikeouts. We got Spencer Strider with 106 strikeouts. Shane McClanahan has eight eight wins, by the way. Um, but Spencer Strider leading the league in uh, in strikeouts with 106. Uh, Garrett Cole has 79, and he he's number nine. So good to see uh, a New York player in the top ten. Uh, but Spencer Strider leading the league in strikeouts with 106 from the Atlanta Braves. And leading the league in saves, Emmanuel Class A. Emmanuel Class A. Um, leading the league in saves with 17, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Last time they were in town against the Mets, uh, the Mets actually walked it off against the, the Cleveland Guardians. So let's go, man. Let's get it. So now we're going to talk about some Mets, man. You know, very briefly, but we're going to talk about the Mets. Let's get it. So the Mets are second in the NL East division with a record of 30 and 27. Six and four in their last 10 games. Uh, they've won three straight. They're coming off a sweep against the Phillies. Um, very decisive wins. Very happy to see the Mets back on top and back positive. They needed these three wins. They were 27 and 27 before this series. But, uh, you know, they swept the Phillies. Marcana, he's the Philly killer. Uh, let me read you a stat real fast from Marcana. He seems to really like to play against the Phillies. Marcana, last seven games against the Phillies, he's batting 429. He's got four home runs, and he's got 13 RBIs. So talk about a Philly killer, man. This guy is killing it for us when it comes uh, when we play the Phillies. So we really needed this series W, uh, this series sweep, and, you know, to get back on track and make a playoff run, man. Uh, the Mets play the Blue Jays today. Uh, we got Justin Verlander on the mound. Verlander's had pretty solid outings his last two. Um, the Mets pitching is coming through, man. Mets pitching is coming through. Max Scherzer is looking good. His last four starts, he's 
He's got 25 innings pitch, one a 1.08 ERA, 28 strikeouts, and he's 3-0 in those last four starts, man. So Scherzer's turning it on uh, ever since coming back from uh, uh, injury and, you know, suspension. Uh, Carlos Carrasco has also been giving us some good, solid starts. His last two starts, he's got 12.2 innings pitch, two earned runs, three base on balls, and 8K. So the Mets pitching is coming through. Kode Senga is, uh, you know, doing his thing as always. I love watching him pitch. Uh, he threw, he got eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts his last outing against the Phillies. Uh, he's been looking really solid. Mets bullpen really solid. David Robertson has been uh, filling up this huge hole that uh, we're missing, that, uh, that uh, you know, from Edwin Diaz's injury. So he's really coming through for us. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, the Mets got to continue to hit. You know, that's been their, their, their bugaboo, one of their main bugaboos pitching as well. But their main bugaboos is just, you know, they just got to hit. Uh, they're getting some good energy by, you know, the baby Mets, Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, uh, Mark Vientos. Um, I love having those guys in the starting lineup. Those guys are the future of the Mets team, and I believe they deserve to play every single game, especially, especially Francisco Alvarez, man, because there's no other catcher on that team that deserves to play. You know, like Tomas Nito, come on, that guy's hurt, but that guy's a walking out. Omar Narvaez is, is come on, man, that guy's washed up, man. Francisco Alvarez has to be the everyday catcher for this team, man. He brings great energy. He's such a he's he's a student of the game. He works hard, and I've been hearing nothing but great stuff uh, from you know reports and reports from the clubhouse and just the way he handles himself. Man, he's a complete professional, and I deserve he I, I believe he deserves to play uh, full time at the catcher position uh, for the New York Mets. Brett Beatty uh, is a solid bat, lefty, beautiful swing. Um, these guys just bring get uh they just bring great energy to the to the Mets team and uh I feel they'll they'll play a big role in the Mets playoff run in the coming years and even this year as well. Um so yeah, the Mets uh you know, they open up a series against the Blue Jays. They got Bassett, the Mets facing Bassett, former Met pitcher from last year. Verlander's on the mound, man. Looking to continue this good momentum we got going on after the sweep. Let's go, man. Let's go, Mets. Now we're on to the Yankees, man. Let's get it. The New York Yankees. New York Yankees doing their thing ever since Judge came back in the lineup. Um... Ever since, uh, yeah, ever since Judge and, oh, Bader. Ever since Harrison Bader got back in the lineup and Aaron, and Aaron Judge, uh, the Yankees have just been hitting out of their minds, putting up a lot of runs. Um, they're averaging around seven runs since uh, May 5th, and I believe that's when Judge came back. They're averaging around seven runs. They they got the most home runs since that time. And the, the, the Yankee bats are coming alive, man. They're coming alive. Uh, they're producing runs. They're hitting with men in scoring position. Um, you know, IKF is having a good stretch. Uh, Glaber Torres. Uh, Aaron Judge is just as hot as ever. Let me just read you a quick stat um, from Aaron Judge ever since May 9th. May 9th, 18 games. He's batting 333. 
He's got an 803 slugging percentage. He's got nine home runs and 21 RBIs. So, yo, Aaron Judge is as hot as ever. He won player of the week last week. And he's just carrying this team, man. He's he's hitting bombs after bombs. He's got he's got multiple uh two-run homer games. You know, like two homer he's got multiple two-homer games. Um he kills the Seattle Mar- Mariners every time he's in town. Um, the Yankees are just making a lot of noise right now. They're they're six games behind the Tampa Bay Rays for the AL East division, uh, but they're thirty four and twenty four. They're thirty four and twenty four. They're six and four in their last ten. Um, they just came off a series win against the Mariners. Uh, they're heading over to Los Angeles right now to face the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Giancarlo, uh, some good news for the Yankees is uh, Giancarlo Stanton is coming back, my favorite player. I love that guy, but you know, it's it's just tough for him to to be on the field. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what's what what happened. I don't know how. I don't. I don't understand. You know, I don't understand how he how he spends so much time on the you know the IL, and it's just it's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough to be a fan of the guy, but I love the guy and. I'll never stop loving him, man. So, you know, Giancarlo Stanton is finally back. Josh Donaldson, Donaldson is finally back. Um, and Tommy Canely is finally back. Um, the Yankees send Oswaldo Cabrera back to the minors. Uh, also, Franchi Cordero. And uh, they move Carlos Rodon, who's a big signing this offseason, to the 60-day I.L. So who knows when that guy is going to come back. They would, they could they could use him. You know, you could, yet, you could never... You could never not need pitching, you know. You could never not need pitching, and I feel like Carlos Rodon is gonna, you know, give him some good solid starts. Uh, he's definitely gonna help out the starting rotation. He's not gonna make it worse. But the Mets, uh, the Yankees are in a good spot right now. Yankees are in a good spot. They're they're hitting. That's all that matters. You know, they're hitting. They're always gonna have pitching. Their bullpen is always lights out. Um. But, you know, they just got to continue this good momentum. Um, I, I know they lost the last game. It was 1-0 in extras. But the two games before that, they combined for, like, 25 runs. So the Yankees' bats are, you know, are hot right now. And Judge, Judge is carrying. Judge is hot. They're getting some They're getting some guys back. So look out for the Yankees, man. Look out for the Yankees. Um, Let's get it. Let's go, man. Let's go to the NBA Finals Game 1. NBA Finals 2023. We got the Denver Nuggets. The number the one seed in the Western Conference versus the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference in the Miami Heat, man. The Miami Heat. What a series is gonna be! Um, this is a great matchup. I I love I love that you know we got two new teams. It's not is is always you know for the past couple years it's always been LeBron, uh, Curry, um, you know KD. Those you know Harden. Those got nah. It's just annoying, man. It's annoying. It's good to see some new blood in the NBA Finals. New teams, new superstars, new breakout players. It's just great to see, you know. Uh, the playoffs have been 
the, the NBA playoffs have been, you know, I, I don't even know what to think. It's been fun. It's been fun. I, I thought at first it was bad. Um, but it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's been wa- it's been fun watching the Miami Heat run, their run. Uh the Denver Nuggets, they they just flew past the competition. No no really not really too many bumps in the road. Um but it's just fun to watch. But you know, here we have game one of the NBA finals. Uh it's the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Um, like I said, you know, the Nuggets were the number one seed, the best team in the Western Conference. And the Miami Heat were the eighth seed, probably one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference um, coming into the playoffs. Sorry. So, I'm just taking a look at the brackets. The brackets. So the Heat had a pretty tough road coming into the playoffs. They're f- they 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 started off in the playing. They started off in the playing against the Atlanta Hawks, and they lost. They lost the first playing game for the seventh seed. They lost the first game, so they were already on the brink of elimination. When the playoffs haven't even started. The playoffs haven't even started and they're already on the brink of elimination. So they play the second game against the Chicago Bulls. And they win that game. They were they were down with the closing minutes. And they rallied back to take it. They rallied back to steal it. And clinched the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Their first matchup was against the, the Milwaukee Bucks. The favorites to win it all, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They won the series four to one. In the first round. The second round in the conference finals, the Heat went on to face my New York Knicks. My New York Knicks. Another series where they were the underdogs and the Knicks were the favorite. The Miami Heat win this series 4-2. to I'm not even going to get into it. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough recovering from that. Their final series, they beat the Boston Celtics in a seven-game series after almost blowing a 3-0 lead. They won in Game 7. In Boston against the Boston Celtics. The second best team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, More favorites to win it all and return. But the Miami Heat beat them. Now the Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, they were the first seed in the Western Conference. The best team in the Western Conference all season long. And they've just been flying. They've just been dominating every single round of every single playoffs. The first round, they matched up against the Timberwolves. They won that gentleman sweep for the one. Semi-conference finals, they matched up against the Suns. You know, they got KD, my boy, and they just, you know, they were too much for them. Too much to handle. CP3 got hurt. I'm not even going to get into that either. But the Denver Nuggets won that series 4-2. to two. 
In the conference finals, they matched up against the Los Angeles Lane Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. And they swept LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Nuggets have been very dominant this whole playoffs. And uh, you know, I got the Nuggets winning it in six or five games. I got the Nuggets winning it in six or five games. They got too much talent, too much shooting, and they have the best player in the league. The best player in the world in Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, man. He's 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 such a such a good player. He plays it the right way. He can shoot, he can pass, he can he can rebound. He controls the game in so many aspects. It's it's not even funny, man. <laughs> You know, the Nuggets, they simply have a more talented team, you know, and the best player in the world. The Heat, you know, Miami Heat have been underdogs this whole playoffs. So maybe they can pull one out. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see a good basketball series. I'd love to see a good NBA Finals. I'd love to see the underdogs come through. But the Nuggets are are just playing on a different level, on a playing playing basketball on a different level right now man it's it's crazy so i'm going to get into the game we're going to get into the game at the beginning of the game you know the nuggets were attacking the mismatch i i didn't really i noticed i did notice cuz i was thinking yo who's going to guard jokic bam bam is too little all right so you got bam on him who's going to guard aaron gordon the he have such a small lineup that Aaron Gordon in the beginning of the game was just dominating the mismatch. They had no answer for him. He was just bullying his way into the paint, dunking the ball, laying it up, getting offensive rebounds. He was just bullying in there. And they had no they they couldn't stop it for a second. You know, Jimmy and Bam started off the game scoring. But the Nuggets, man, the Nuggets are are too big. They have they have too they 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 have a lot of size, uh, and they have so many they have so many weapons. You know, the Heat were in it, but uh, they were missing shots. Max Strus had a tough game, a horrible game. He had a horrible game. He went 0 for 10. Max Strus, one of their number one three point shooting guys, went 0 for 10. He went 0 for 10 that game, game one. You can't have that. You can't have that. You know, they, they had a tough time making a three, hitting timely shots. Um, But Aaron Gordon was just beasting and feasting in the first half. You know, the Heat, they bring in Cody Zeller, and it makes me think of a lineup that could match up against this Nuggets team, you know. I just think they got to have Bam, uh, Cody Zeller and Butler out there. The other two guys, I would put Vincent and uh, Hay- Haywood Highsmith because he had a great game. He had a great game, Haywood Highsmith. I feel like that's their that's that was their that they should have put that lineup out in the first game um, to combat against the Nuggets because those were really the only guys that showed up. Jimmy Butler, a little hesitant, a little passive. He would he should look to step it up game two and be more aggressive, find his. But he was a bit passive. 
So it's the second quarter. Um, it's twenty-two to twenty-nine. Murray has a, Jamal Murray already has eleven points. You know, scoring effortlessly. He's getting good looks. He's creating shots. He's creating shots for others. Um, the Nuggets' offense is just looking great. You know, very efficient. It's just looking great. The Heat, however, the Miami Heat, they aren't able to get any clean looks due to the size from the Nuggets. And, you know, they have the Nuggets were playing very good defensive basketball. Porter, Michael Porter Jr. had had two early blocks. Uh, he had he had eight points. Uh, later in the second, it's 31-39. Adebayo left his mark on the game. He was being very aggressive from the start. Uh, the Nuggets, but, but the Nuggets were just getting anything they want. The Heat are now down 50-37. to 37. You know, Caleb Martin, who had a great playoffs run, uh, he had a tough start. Uh, Max Struess still can't hit nothing, and he's getting open looks. He's got plenty of open looks. He was getting plenty of open looks. The Heat were finding him, and he just wasn't knocking them down. Murray, Jamal Murray, he had 18 points in the second in the second quarter. Jokic already got a double double, and he had a pretty quiet game. He was not scoring the ball as uh, aggressively, but he was still impacting impacting and controlling the game. You know, passing, running plays, move, directing traffic. Jokic was oh my god, Jokic was masterful this game. I've never seen anyone impact the game as much since, like, LeBron James. Since, like, LeBron was on the Heat or on the Cavs. Jokic is on a different level right now. So the Nuggets up at halftime, 59-42, to 17-point lead. The Nuggets looked very dominant in the first half, getting whatever look they wanted. Aaron Gordon was dominating the mismatch. Jamal Murray knocking down shots. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. left his game, you know, leaving his game in the mark with buckets and defensive plays early on. Like I said, he had two blocks early on. Uh, Jokic had a double-double in the first half. Like, the Nuggets are looking very dominant. So it's the third quarter now, and the Heat, they start to have strong. They start to have strong. They're able to cut it to 12 points, the lead. But the Nuggets, the Nuggets... They, they they begin to pull away. You know, they just continue to dominate, continue to find the open man, dominate the mismatch. It's just uh, you know, Caleb Martin hit a late three in the third quarter. It's his first and only bucket. So he was struggling. Caleb Martin was struggling. So 84 to 63 with 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Four players in double figures for the Nuggets already. To start out the fourth quarter, the Heat started out strong, man. Started out strong. Kyle Lowry was knocking down shots. Um I, I, Kyle Lowry played a good game. He hit some he hit some huge threes for them. But the Heat started out very strong in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, they started on an 11-0 run. Um, the Heat continued to fight. You know, Haywood Highsmith had a really good game. The Nuggets still ended up winning, 104 to 93. Jokic had a triple double. 
my overall thoughts on the game. The Nuggets just simply played beautiful basketball. You know, they shared the ball, sharing the ball, you know, sharing the ball. They look very dominant, getting the open look, pick and roll, swinging the ball. They just look very dominant. You know, they played very efficient, getting great looks at the rim. Five players ended in double figures. Uh, Jokic was just masterful, securing a strict uh, a triple-double. Jamal Murray was great as well. He had a double-double. Nuggets just have so many weapons, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to stop them. It's gonna be really it's gonna be really tough to stop the Nuggets. Let me just read you their their stat line. Uh Michael Porter Jr. had 14 points. Michael Porter Jr. had 14 points, 13 rebounds. He went five for sixteen. Aaron Gordon had sixteen points. He went seven to ten. Jokic had had 27 points, 10 rebounds, 14 assists. He shot 8 for 12, so he only missed 4 shots. Jamal Murray had 26 points with 10 assists. He only missed uh he missed 9 sh- he missed 11 shots. He won 11 for 22. Bruce Brown also had a good game off the bench. He went uh he went 4 for 7, securing 10 points. So the Nuggets have so many weapons. So many weapons. It's uh it's crazy. The Heat. The Heat were hanging in there. The Heat looked good. Even though they weren't knocking down open looks, I still felt, you know, they were in it. You know, Max Struess, he went 0 for 10 from the field, missing nine threes. Caleb Martin, one of their one of their offensive buckets that was you know, helping them in this playoff run. They're going to need him. He went one for seven um, with three points in 24 minutes. So he had a tough game. Duncan Robinson, another another key player for the Miami Heat, only scored three points. He went one for six, one for five from deep. A surprise... A surprise in the in the game was Haywood Highsmith. He had 18 points off the bench. He went seven to ten from the field. So look for him to get some more minutes in the in the next game. Kevin Love didn't play any games. Didn't play any any minutes. I find that a little, uh, you know, a little uh, a little surprising. They they won mostly every game he started. Uh, so I think Kevin Love should get some solid minutes in the next game. Gabe Vincent had 19 points. Solid game from him. He went 7-14. Bam out of bio, man. Bam. Mm. Bam had a great game. Um, You know, he was being aggressive from the start. He had 26 points, 13-25 from shooting. Very solid game from, you know, Bam. Jimmy Butler had a tough game, missing looks at the rim, you know, not being physical. Uh, he needs to be aggressive offensively if the Heat are going to have a chance. Uh, he finished with 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. He went 6 of 14 from the field. That's not going to cut it. That is not going to cut it. You know, lastly, the Heat only shot two free throws, the lowest in an NBA playoff game ever. 
So look for them to be more aggressive, draw fouls. Jimmy is their leading free throw shooter in attempts, but he didn't shoot any in game one. You know, so he's got to go down there and he's got to get busy. The Nuggets, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I do know. <laughs> the Nuggets are going to win this series in five or six games. You know, they have too much size, too many weapons, and most of all, the best player in the world as of now, Nikola Jokic. I want the Heat to compete or maybe even win, but I just want a good series. You know, even though the Nuggets dominated fairly most of the game, I thought it was a good game. You really got to see everything from the Nuggets. Um, you know, the Heat got to knock down some more threes, and they'll be in solid shape. It's going to be a good series, I believe. It's going to be fun to watch, very competitive. Um, but I, I just can't wait for game two, man. I can't wait for game two. Um, and that's the sports talk with Jesus, man. Let's get into the Bible talk, baby. Thank you for coming this far, you know, in sports with Jesus in episode nine, man. Next episode is 10, yo. We got to do something big. All right, baby. Let's go. Let us go, go, go. Um, So we're going to continue, you know, from... Uh, from the Bible, you know. Last thing I remember talking about was Lot and his daughters. They got him drunk. They had sex with him. So we're going to continue from there, man. Both of Lot's daughters became pregnant. Their father was the father of their babies. The older daughter gave birth to a son. She named him Moab. Moab is the ancestors of all the Moabites. Living today, the younger daughter also gave birth to a son. She named him Ben-Ami. Ben-Ami is the ancestor of all the Ammonites living today. So Abraham left that place and traveled to Negev. He settled in the city of Gerar between Kadesh and Shur. While in Gerar, Abraham told that people told people that Sarah was his sister. King Abimelech of Gerar heard this. Abimelech wanted Sarah, so he sent some service to take her. Uh-oh. But one night, God spoke to Abimelech and in a dream and said, You will die. The woman you took is married. Whoa. But Abimelech has not yet slept with Sarah. So he said, Lord, I am not guilty. Would you kill an innocent man? Abraham himself told me this woman is my sister. And she also said, this woman is my brother. I am innocent. I did not know what I was doing. Then God said to Abimelech in a dream, yes, I know that you are innocent and you, and that you did not know what you were doing. I saved you. I did not allow you to sin against me. I was the one who did not allow you to sleep with her. So give Abraham his wife again. He is a prophet. He will pray for you and you will live. But if you don't give Sarah back to him, I promise that you will die and all your family will die with you. 
So very early the next morning, Abimelech called all his servants and told them about the dream. They were the servants were very afraid. They were petrified. God talked to you in your dream, bro, and he said you was gonna die if you don't give her back. Whoa. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, Why have you done this to us? What wrong did I do to you? Why did you lie and say that she was your sister? You brought great trouble to my kingdom. You should not have done this to me. What were you afraid of? Why did you do this to me? Then Abraham said, I thought no one in this place respected God. I thought someone would kill me to be with Sarah. She is my wife, but she is also my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. God led me away from my father's house. He led me to wander to many different places. When that happened, I told Sarah, do something for me. Wherever we go, tell people you are my sister. So Abimelech gave Sarah back to Abraham. Abimelech also gave Abraham some sheep, cattle, and slaves. And Abimelech said, look over all around you. This is my land. You may live any place you want. Abimelech said to Sarah, I gave your brother a thousand pieces of silver. I did this to show that I am very sorry. I want everyone to see that I did the right thing. The Lord made all the women in Abimelech family not... Uh-oh. The Lord made all the women in Abimelech's family not able to have children. God did this because Abimelech had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife. But Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his servant girls. Uh-oh. The Lord came back to visit Sarah, as he said he would. And he kept his promise to her. At exactly, at exactly this time, God said it would happen. Sarah became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Abraham. In his old age, Abraham named his son Isaac. Abraham did what God commanded him and circumcised Isaac, circumcised Isaac when he was eight days old. Abraham did what God commanded and circumcised Isaac when he was eight days old. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has made me happy and everyone who hears about this will be happy for me. No one thought that I, Sarah, Sarai, would be able to have Abraham's children. But I have given Abraham a son, even though he is old. Uh -oh. Trouble at home. Isaac continued to grow and soon he was old enough to begin eating solid food. So Abraham gave a big party. Sarah saw Hagar's son playing. Hagar was the Egyptian slave woman who gave birth to Abraham's son. Sarah said to Abraham, get rid of that slave woman and her son. Send them away. When we die, our son Isaac would get everything we love. I don't want that slave woman's son sharing these things with my son Isaac. This upset Abraham very much. He was worried about his son Ishmael. But God said to Abraham, don't worry about the boy and the slave woman. Do what Sarah wants. 
your descendants will be those who come through Isaac. But I will also bless the son of your slave woman. He is your son, so I will make a great nation from his family also. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and water and gave them to Hagar. She carried them and left with her boy. She left that place and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. Beersheba. After some time, when all their drinking water was gone, Hagar put her son under a bush. Then she walked a short distance away and sat down. She thought her son would die because there was no water. She did not want to watch him die. She sat there and began to cry. God heard the boy crying, and God's angels called to Hagar from heaven. He said, what's wrong? What is wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying there. Go help the boy. Hold his hand and lead him. I will make him the father of many people. Then God allowed Hagar to see a well of water. So she went to the well and filled her bag with water. Then she gave water to the boy to drink. God continued to be with the boy while he grew up. Ishmael lived in the desert and became a hunter. He learned to shoot a bow very well. His mother found a wife for him in Egypt. They continued to live in the Paran Desert. Then Abimelech and Fikol spoke with Abraham. Fikol was the commander of Abimelech's army. They said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. So make a promise to me here before God. Promise that you will be fair with me and my children. Promise that you will be kind to me in this country where you have lived. Promise that you will be as kind to me as I have been to you. And Abraham said, I promise to treat you the same way you have treated me. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech because Abimelech's servant had captured a world of water. But Abimelech said, I don't know who did this. You never told me about this today. So Abraham and Abimelech made an agreement. Abraham gave Abimelech some sheep and cattle as proof of the agreement. Abraham also put seven female lambs in front of Abimelech. Abimelech asked Abraham, why did you put these seven female lambs by themselves? Ab Abraham answered, when you accept these lambs from me, it will be proof that I dug this well. So after that, the well was called Beersheba. Abraham gave the well this name because it was the place where they made a promise to each other. So Abraham and Abimelech made an agreement at Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Fikol, his military commander, went back to the country of the Philistines. Abraham planted a special tree at Beersheba and prayed to the Lord, the God who lives forever. And Abraham lived as a stranger for a long time. In the country of the Philistines. Bum, bum, bum. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be the conclusion of episode nine. We made it to episode nine. Let's go. I have to go to work. And I my shift starts in five minutes. And I'm over here recording. So I'm, 
I'm I'm in trouble. But it's all good, man. Guys, thank you for listening to episode nine. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for experiencing this journey with me. I I feel I feel it in my heart, man. I feel it in my heart, man. All the love, all the support, all the appreciation. Uh, but it's just a battle against me. You know, it's me versus me. And, you know, it's a battle that I will overcome, you know, and I'll be putting out the best content. The best content is is yet to come. We haven't even had any callers yet. We haven't even had any callers yet. We don't have a jingle. We're not on every platform. We still got a ways to go, man. We still got a ways to go. And I'm all for it, man. I'm so happy. Uh, about this process, this journey. I know it's only going to get better, man. I know I'm only going to get better. I know we're all only going to get better, man. So, guys, thank you for listening to episode nine. Thank you for tuning in to Sports with Jesus. Uh, enjoy your weekend. I will see you guys Monday. And that is the day after game two of the NBA Finals, man. Let's go. Let's get it. Uh, have a good day, all right, guys? Stay blessed. Stay cool, man. Sports with Jesus. Marcos out.